0: Hi there, it's me, the LGR Human Resources Robot. Just to let you know that Andy forgot to plug his good microphone in for this episode, so despite our editor's best efforts he sounds like he recorded his audio in the bath. In a different room. With a tin can and some string. He will be severely reprimanded and this will not happen again. Anyway, on with the show. to Laps Gamer Radio and here we are once again um, at the Ballyhoo, Ballyhoo Show and we are looking at Castlevania Season 2. Joining myself and Mark as we tackle Wallachia and Dracula is Mlock. Good evening, how are you? <laughs> Mlock as you can hear is the fine tones of Tom.
1: Excellent. How are you Tom? Well, I've been called worse. Mlock is probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. And yes, I am good. A little tired. Ooh. Had a bit of a stressful week. But, you know, it's Friday. So let's move on, as they say. Yeah.
0: Do you know why I'm, call- you know I'm calling you Mlock?
1: Mlock is M-L-O-C. Yeah. It's column What's backwards. That?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I learned last time
2: Alucard is Dracula backwards. I can't believe that was the first time you'd heard that, that Alucard no, was first. Dracula backwards. That was the first time I heard
1: it too. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening and I said, yeah, that's the first time I heard it too, Mark. You're not the, you know, we're not all bright sparks like you, Mark. You know, I was talking to myself, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with Andy. Yeah. All right. come on. Before we get stuck into
0: season two, let me ask you about your little history of the Castlevania series itself. Okay, well, I. You I, might have a long history.
1: I, I have very, very, very little, really. I did play a video Castlevania on the SNES. can't remember which one it was, if there was any more than one on the SNES, but I do remember it being a pain in the arse. And, yeah, I don't think I ever finished that game. I think the next. Is, next encounter with Castlevania game would have been on the PS3 with that last iteration of Castlevania came out on the PS3 I think it was. Lords of, Lord of Shadow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that one at all. Didn't you? I, well, it was okay. I just didn't, you know, fickle-minded and all that. I didn't uh, get very far in it. So mm. basically that was my, my brush with Castlevania over the years. I've never really got into it that much but you know what I started to watch season one of Castlevania and I have to say I loved it and then when I listened to your podcast on it I said I better get stuck into season two because I just know Andy's going to ask me on <laughs> <laughs> There you go and your wish came true. Yeah it certainly did you made me a very happy man but yeah yeah <laughs> Awesome.
0: Yes, as you heard, um, we did do Season 1 a couple of episodes ago, it's still on our podcast feed, so if you are listening to this first, go and listen to Season 1 before you start on this. There will be spoilers throughout this show, just as a word of warning. Okay, so, Castlevania Season 2 was released in October 2018, um, to a great success. It actually doubled the number of episodes... From four in season one to eight in season two. I think season two is a different fare from season one. Season one builds it all up, while season two takes its time, throws in the new characters, but it's only at the end that all the real action takes place. It's almost like Castlevania, Game of Thrones. Hmm. I would say first six, five, five to six episodes.
2: Well, the first season's kind of like a prologue, really. That like mm. the first four episodes is basically just setting up the story, just introducing the characters. There's there's no um, plotter and anything. Real. Well, there is a plot, but it's like it, there's no resolution at yeah. the end of season one. It's kind of like setting up the characters, introducing Dracula and his motives, building on his character more than in the games, because like in the in the games, he's just. Dracula's just, you know, a bad guy. Ooh. Whereas in the show, he's kind of, well, he's a bad guy, obviously, but he's also quite, you're supposed to feel a bit of empathy for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it introduces um, Cypher and, uh, and and Trevor and uh, Alucard and sets everything up for where this story really kicks off, which is in season two. Yeah,
3: I mean,
0: if you remember, the background of it was meant to be originally a movie. I think this season two um Ryan had to probably add lots of bits in, or was it able to embellish and establish certain characters and deepen other characters and give more of a background. Whereas we feel as a film he wouldn't have been given that chance. Mm. Um, some of these characters introduced in season two probably would just be baseless. Beings, or you wouldn't get the background into the whole Dracula's army and the machinations going on down there. Season 2, episodes 1 takes us back to the past and um, it shows us a bit of a background into Dracula's wife and it shows us um, how she was actually captured um, by the church the um, fact, that was an old woman who reported
3: her.
2: Yeah, the old woman who I were led to believe in the first season was like very sorry what happened to to mm. Lisa because she's the first she's the person who tells Dracula what happened and she's yeah quite she seemed uh, she appears to be quite upset about it and then we find out at the beginning of season two that it's it's her fault that yeah that she was taken away by the church
0: mm. yeah and basically she's her fault for the. Last destruction of humanity.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly.
2: In the like, his like initial reaction in the first season is like humanity doesn't deserve to exist. I'm going to wipe them out. But like mm. the enduring feeling I got in season two is that his maybe his heart isn't in it as much as yeah. some yeah. of the people that he's surrounded himself with, mm. especially. Yes. Um, People like Carmela and um what's his name? Godrun? Mm. Godbrand or something. Godbrand, like? that's it, Godbrand, yeah. Like yeah, the Godbrand. other vampires are far more up for completely is, wiping yeah. humanity yeah. off the map.
0: Well, I don't think Godbrand or we'll come to it, I mean, was, but I think Godbrand maybe like, has different views. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it focus on from um, a scene from the past and then we'll fast forward to the future. And what's different from first seasons where you had the demon army and we actually thought these were, I actually thought when the first first season these are like demons from hell that Mm -hmm. were coming up Um, and Dracula was controlling them all, you know, he was an overall master player, he was in charge of everything, telling them where to go, or they were just going across the land indiscriminately, wiping out cities. But this first episode actually shows that there's um, other vampires that have come to answer Dracula's call and he has a couple of human followers and the actual fact generals who are in charge of There is a plan behind the Demon Army.
2: Yeah, well, we find out where they come from and they're like these two. And I'm sure this is tied up in the lore of Castlevania, but like I said in the last episode, I haven't played enough Castlevania <laughs> to understand where all this stuff comes from, but they're um, Forge Masters. Yes. Um, and so the pair of them can reanimate the dead and turn them into twisted, demonic versions of what they once were, but they're also like mindless drones. They lose any sense of their former selves and turn into just monsters that will do, their, uh, do uh, their master's bidding. Um, no. Is that true? Because.
0: Is it because well the two humans are Hector and Isaac. Mm. The um two humans. Well one of them know, was it was it Hector? Is it the one who resurrected a dog? A bit like pet cemetery.
2: Yeah, that's Hector. Hector. Yeah. Yeah. yes. So
0: it didn't it into demon, did it? it? It was just a... He just rean-
2: yeah, he just reanimated the um uh yeah, he he just reanimated the the um uh, the dead dog. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm fully. Uh, yeah, I don't fully understand like how the how the the forged stuff is supposed to work, or like so he uses a sort of like hammer to reanimate the dead, and Isaac has this knife that he stabs into things that, that into the d- d- dead people that turns them into like demonic creatures. So I don't know whether it's Isaac that creates the demons and uh and hector can bring them back from uh, once they die or i I don't i don't fully know it wasn't that was one of the one of my only problems with season two is that some of the stuff that happens was not particularly well explained only if only a few a few items there there's that and there's another plot point that happens later on that we'll get to that uh first i was like wait what did i miss and I hadn't missed anything, as far as I'm aware. I just it just hadn't explained it as clearly as I as I would like.
0: Essentially, anyway, this episode Dracula tells his vampire um, minions, who come from all over the world. Um, there's a Godbrand we have mentioned him before. He's a Viking vampire, um, voiced by
2: Peter Stormer, who is amazing.
0: A number of vampires that you see faces of, but we don't really have any
2: characteristics or... They barely have any dialogue. Some of them yeah, don't have so, any. Yeah, um, there's one Egyptian that uh, there's yeah there's a there's one that appears to be from India, um or, or that part of the world, and one that appears to be from Japan or or that part of the world, and some of the other ones are less known. And the, I guess the main one is Carmella. Oh, does yeah. she come in in this episode? Or is she coming? Episode, like episode, episode two. Episode two, right? Two. Okay, but I, I don't know where she's supposed to be from. The no.
0: Which is European, it suggests, mm. because it's, it's all set in Europe. But yeah, as like I said, there's the main two vampires, of, vampire generals, is like, Camilla and Dobran, mm. and the main two humans are Hector and Isaac. Basically, the vampires are a bit annoyed but first off that Dracula gives um, all the power to Hector and Isaac because they're speaking his name, and they're in charge of the armies essentially.
2: But, they, um, but most importantly, the well Godbrand, especially, is yeah. annoyed that the um, the command like of their battle plan and everything is given to two non-vampires. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: And it's interesting you we know, will find out more as the short season goes on about why these two humans in particular want to basically wipe out the human race as such. Hmm. Um, so. A little bit of background you find about Hector. Essentially, he burnt his parents. Um, there's child abuse involved. It sort of hints at that. Um, so that's essentially showing um, how his powers reanimated you know, the dog. How they manifested themselves. And that's why seems the abuse in his life up to that point seems to be why um, he wants to... Um, humanity itself
3: what
0: mm-hmm. um, we don't really find about Isaac about now we then switch scenes and we go to the town that where um, Trevor Belmont, Cypher and Alan Card, um are essentially the town's in clean up mode they get put all, all these limbs everywhere they're just cleaning winter clean cats and it's quite funny in the sense that um just shows you that Trevor Belmont um, isn't very good at personal stuff, yeah. <laughs> and this sort of starts the interplay between Alacard and Belmont, and then and that continues throughout the season. And I, I really did enjoy that to him, that the sword play, verbal sword between the two,
2: yeah. They don't have, I mean, yeah, they don't, uh, it's like, uh. It's it's like a, a this is like a, a weird comparison but you know in um Avengers uh Infinity War yeah, yeah. when um uh when uh, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Star-Lord meets Star-Lord. Thor yeah yeah and like <laughs> Thor's kind of like dismissive of Star-Lord <laughs> and Star-Lord's like just like this guy's a dick <laughs> uh, they yeah. seem to be like the same sort of like dynamic as like Alucard just is just thinks that, that Torre Balmont's a bit of a drunken,
1: useless prick. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And vice versa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't see eye to eye.
2: Yeah, and Cypher stuck in the middle trying to make them behave like like grown ups.
1: Yeah. I know. But
0: it's funny, but there is a respect between them. I know they like
2: there's gestures
0: to put from one to another and all sorts throughout the season, but Needs that sense of respect for each other and it sort of grows because mm-hmm. we just sort of have to remember that. I mean, it, feels, it does feel like you've been with these characters for a long time, but these two have only just met, yeah, and they just had a big fight at the end of season one between them. It's only then have decided to join forces and become a threesome to take down Dracula,
1: yeah. Well, they've got a common goal so. I suppose, at the end of the day, that's what keeps them going, I suppose. Yeah. So, that is essentially season
0: one, and there's no action. It's just a lot of background again. Um, Once again, raising questions about these two, Hector and Isaac, raising questions about Godbrand. There's a lot of things going on, but Nothing that sort of pushes a story on, as such.
2: There's some great dialogue. Um, yeah. I can't remember if it's this episode or the second episode where mm. um, someone's like just reducing um, everything that like you explain that the god the only thing Godbrand cares about is basically like drinking, yeah, shagging and making <laughs> boats. Yeah. And he's, he's like, well, what's wrong with boats? Both, both are nice <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I think it's Carmella isn't it because she's yeah. the one he, she always accuses him of trying to sleep with her
2: yes yeah <laughs> repeatedly <laughs>
0: episode 2 hits and we are straight away with um, Belmont Alucard and Cypher and they decide to go to the Belmont vault there's a decision made and this is in the castle belt. It's be in the castle Belmont, isn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, the, the Belmont House. Yeah, yeah.
0: Belmont House. Yeah. Um, and in this vault, there is a respiratory of information about how to stop. They figure out how to stop Dracula.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because one of the issues they do have is that Dracula hops around in his castle from place to place. And it's all right. Midcap predictor. Uh, how do you get? How do you stop this castle from just disappearing? And cause it moves so fast. And it's all based on science, whereas what they would have to do is based on horse and car and predicting on time. Mm. So they go, they decide to go to the Belmont. Well, um, um, and we'll come we'll come back to that we go and go we return back to castle drack and we are introduced to one of the main characters of season 2 carmella and she arrives late into the game in such in a drackers war and humanity has been ongoing for a while
1: and She's not invited, obviously. she's she, You know, when she arrives, she's going to be troubled because Dracula is saying, What the hell is she doing here? Or God. Yeah. God was it Dracula said that, or was it the other fella? Godbrand. God God Godbrand God said, What's she doing here? So you know that you know she's not a. Uh, she's troubled.
0: Yeah, and she poses questions to Dracula but others might have thought of, but they don't ask. And one of the questions <clears> is, <throat> Why didn't he turn his wife? Yeah, essentially, all this is to do with is a pro dead human. Yeah, why are we going to uh
2: Well, like Godbrand is a bit mouthy and asks yeah. questions. Like he, he, but then like he, he gets a bit mouthy, like in like one of the first scenes he's in. But then, pretty much immediately afterwards, goes and apologizes to, to Dracula for like mm. for speaking out of turn. Carmela's just insubordinate. Yeah, like she just yeah. doesn't seem to have. Physical. She's going along with. Uh, well, she doesn't seem to have any respect for Dracula.
1: No, like
2: she's there um, under duress and mm. several days late, but uh, she doesn't appear to. And she's going along with his uh, with his plan per se, um, because perhaps she has ulterior motives. But she mm. doesn't have any. Doesn't appear to have any respect for Dracula, which considering he is clearly, like, the most powerful of them, is a risky move. Yeah. but, but Dracula's uh, got a temper.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll find that out. But also, his first two episodes sort of... I mean, you do get a sense of it in season one, but those two episodes do get a scene, like it said, Mark, that Dracula isn't fully invested in this fight. No. His seedy command to humans, he doesn't... What, Trust any of his vampire minions? He doesn't trust any of them, mm. and he spends a lot of time just sat in his chair. Do you like, think he's lost his
1: was, like, focus because of his yeah. wife dying? Do you think he's lost well, uh, all focus?
2: Well, that was like the the reason for him lashing out in the first place. But he has like the initial assault on on Grejit and hundreds of people are, are slaughtered. Mm. But then his son comes back and is actively working against him and there's a Belmont out there and I I feel like he's like maybe kind of cooled off a bit maybe if that's the right term I thought maybe this isn't maybe maybe we should think a little bit more about this
0: Hmm. I don't think it's that because he still seems to be committed to it but he just doesn't seem to be his heart's not in it yeah but it doesn't seem to want to do the overall uh, let's go tap this town, let's move our forces here. Yeah. Take an active role. It just seems like, right, I just want humanity dead.
1: Hmm. Um It's like I he wants care. everybody else to do it for him and he just can't be bothered to to take 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 control of the situation and spur hmm. all his troops on. He's just he just, for to me, he just looked like a broken man. He was just fed yeah. up and worn out, and uh, and you know had no enthusiasm for this. Even though he was all talk, I would just want humanity dead. But at the same time, he wasn't. He wasn't spurring on the the rest of them to, to you know, to, you know. He just didn't. He seemed to have lost lost his leadership skills, or and in that regard, then they they seemed to have lost respect for him. He was going soft. Well, he,
2: yeah, that's that's something that that um, various characters, mainly Carmela, accuse him of. Yeah, um, they they refer to his his late wife as his human pet. Yeah, uh, and they have the uh, like they question why he didn't he never turned her into a vampire, and they don't understand the love that he had for Felisa and for Hector and Isaac. Like, they don't understand why. Uh, one of their own would would view humans as anything other than food. Mm.
0: And I think it's one of these two episodes, I think it is, and and Godblood makes a point of, all right, we are killing humans, but isn't this like almost enough? Because if we kill all of humanity, because it seems to spread beyond and now, he's going to kill the whole, wipe out the whole of humanity across the world... That's our food source. What we're going to eat. Yeah,
2: and his sport as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it almost feels like a whole suicide ish for by Dracula, but mm. he is a plane taking humanity and vampires down with him.
2: Well, he's he, he's emotionally distraught, like mm. after having spent however long he's supposed to have spent living alone in his castle, uh, being feared by humanity. Lisa turns up on his doorstep and she doesn't fear him and she just wants she wants his help in helping people. And uh, she basically teaches him how to uh, engage in the world again. Because that's the, the, when she gets taken um, by the church. He's off experiencing the world that he'd shut himself away from. Yeah. And then he has all that taken away from him, and he's just yeah, he's 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 a broken man, and he's not thinking straight. So he, he tells you, you get bits of dialogue that seems to that, that, uh, um, suggest that he has um, suggested different plans to different characters at different times. The um, some of them he said we should wipe humanity off the off the. Um, off the earth, as he suggested, just culling humans mm. to a manageable number. Um, yeah, I don't think he fully knows how to process his grief and no. wh- how he wants to lash out. He's just lashing out wildly, and <clears throat> that's that's one of the problems that is trying to that he's trying to address with Hector and Isaac is having them direct his rage so that they're not just lashing out wildly.
0: Mm. yeah it's, it's a good thing as well but it's like um, a friend of God comes up to him asking a firm question because he's concerned that he'd have to eat
1: pig's blood
3: given
1: <laughs> yeah digestive problems <laughs> 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 indigestion <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's an insult to a vampire pig's yeah. blood
0: yeah I know but it's just little things like that It's make you like laugh and just Interject a bit, little bits of humor. Hmm. Um, episode two, we also get a little bit of action for the Belmont group on their way to um the Belmont vault. They just fight a group of um demons,
2: yeah, like a scouting party or something. I think they
0: were it, they were heading towards the town, wasn't it? Yeah, some town, and this is where the vampires find out about Alucard and Belmont. we mm-hmm. cipher. So we are not not really aware of him before this. park's one of the scouting party escape, anxious to escape. Um, it's not properly killed. I think it's cut falls into the river. Then we also so last episode we found out a bit about um, Hector. Now we find a bit about Isaac. And um, Isaac was um, working for a priest, and essentially declared his love for the priest, and was beaten declaring that love yeah. and it shows that the priest was abusive to him anyway
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it also shows Isaac continuing that abuse on himself like the flagellant yes. the flagellant yeah. way
2: um, self-flagellation is that the, yeah yeah like, um, sp- like spiked leather whip that he uses to punish himself
0: yeah, and it almost starts to give him some sort of feeling, to keep him focused, but to keep his memory. At, it's difficult to say why he continues to do that, hmm. but it tells you why he himself is against humanity as well, because he has suffered at the hands of the church. As you see. can see, once again, <clears throat> the church, you know, um,
2: this show seems doesn't have doesn't paint the, the church in a particularly good light, really, does it? No, no. Not at all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Season
0: two ends basically in Carmela causing basically plots starting to develop with Carmela. She's talking to Godbranch She's trying to put things in motion. That mate, that we've discussed that Dracula isn't the force that he was. Why is he doing this? And that. Leads into episode three, which basically continues going down this route of political machinations and Drekker's Court. We find out more background, and that's essentially what the first five episodes are it's just mm. a lot of character, a lot of character development, um, a lot of background, you know, trying to explain just about everything because here we learn about Forge Masters how they make demons, Hector and Isaac. Hmm. We get to the Belmont family home. Um, The vault is open, because Trevor never learned how to open it.
1: Uh, (laughs) He was never taught. That's what he he says. Yeah, that's what he was taught. (laughs) He was bad. He wasn't arsed. He's a lazy bugger. (laughs) He's just a drunk. Yeah, he's just a woman isn't drunk. <laughs> mm.
0: I think it's this episode that we still to see first signs of Cypher making overtures of romance towards Trevor and Alucard's not that keen on it. It seems a bit of jealousy creeping in. I, think she's well, I, don't it. I
2: don't know if it's, if it's Jealousy per se, it's, it, I think it might just be more that she, she he doesn't really hold <laughs> Trevor Belmont in particularly high regard. <laughs> nah.
0: True, well, it's interpretation, I don't know. It just seems, but it adds further intrigue to the trio, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, actually she, she, she's getting close to Trevor.
1: She's basically choosing the, the, the lesser of two evils. I mean, at least Trevor has a bit of a personality going, and, you know, he, he does smile now and again. Whereas uh, <laughs> Alucard has no uh, fixed emotions really and he's quite dull and just mm. fixed on one thing, one thing only.
0: No, this is it, right? So we, we established that Alucard's a damp- dampire, half human, half <laughs> vampire, half-human, half-vampire.
1: Yeah.
0: If he got together with Cypher, for example, and they had a the child, would it be 25% vampire? Ch-
1: what was it called then? I don't know how that works confusing maybe we would see that in season three Do you know who probably would i
2: bet i bet you guillermo del toro does yeah i don't i don't i don't think there are any living people in the world as obsessed with vampire mythology as guillermo del toro um i remember uh watching an interview with him when he was talking about uh, because he made that um uh, he co-wrote a comic book and then worked on a TV series called *The Strain*, all about yes. vampires. And he talked about like when he uh, when he was younger, he was working like just sitting in a show home, um, waiting for people to come along to look at spec houses. And while he was working there, he wrote an entire grimoire on like <laughs> vampire history and lore and stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to ask Guillermo del Toro what that happens when a, when a vampire has a child with a human.
0: Oh, I was just asking, what happens if Blade has a kid? Like ah, that.
2: yes. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out in the new Blade film.
0: <laughs> maybe. I oh, remember there's a book, Blade's Marvel. Might been a comic about it. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Anyway, so, <laughs> back to the show. Um, here, um, the Belmont F- Family Vault is deep underground, um, there's a lot of weapons. This is where Trevor gets a whip, isn't it?
2: Uh, the Morningstar. Morning.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, the Morningstar chain or Morningstar whip.
0: Yeah. Um, and we learned some history of the Belmonts themselves. Essentially, you've got this massive respiratory knowledge all about the creatures of the night in this place. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find that the next two episodes or so, Um, Trevor, Cypher and Alicard are just reading books, trying to find out how to pin Dracula's castle to one place or bring it to them, Yeah. essentially that's what we're trying to discover. There's nothing much else happening, any thoughts?
2: Um, well. I mean, these these few episodes are like. Uh, I've just heard some people say that they didn't like this middle stretch of the of this series because it kind of slows down. But it's all exposition. It's it's developing the relationship between um, uh, Alucard and and Trevor, and between Trevor and Cipher, and but more importantly, highlighting Carmela's attempts to undermine Dracula, like so. Um, discontent amongst his generals uh, and to try and either turn Hector and Isaac against Dracula or manipulate them into working against his best interests. Mm.
0: It is, I mean, we complain, you know, for example, one of the things we complain about Game of Thrones at, towards the end of was the fact that you were fast travelling, people were fast travelling everywhere, mm-hmm. and you complain about certain things in films and where, where about, how has that happened? How have they got that idea? Here, yeah. <coughs> Alice has gone into a great detail of showing how things happen sometimes in stories. You know, people do have to do a bit of research sometimes. You do, these things take time and t- days and weeks to develop. Mm-hmm. They don't just happen, these events don't just happen in a day or so, two days. Yeah. It is a slow, slow process and I think it's worthy and fair play to Netflix and the, to allow that to happen because you in, know, in Castlevania is essentially a side side-scrolling platform um, with a lot of action. Yeah. This one deepens the law and it probably knows like three of us, we're not Castlevania
2: fans. You know, well, I'm well, not so saying that I'm, I'm, well, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not, not a fan. I'm just, <laughs> haven't been a
1: place You're not obsessive yeah. about it.
2: No, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of, ma- mostly unfamiliar.
0: Yeah. There's probably a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a video game <laughs> series. Many people might not realise much about it. So it does take time, it does develop it. Which I'm quite happy with yeah i mean
2: i like that it takes its time
0: yeah i mean even episode four there's nothing much is happening carmela she's talking to hector she's trying to cause and she finds hector's a weak link and as the season progresses we'll see how she uses hector Mm -hmm. um we also find godbrand's sick and tired of waiting in this episode so he convinces a group of his vampires to go out and attack a village. to yeah. basically do mass slaughter, because essentially he gets annoyed and pissed off at just waiting in the castle. Yeah. Um, nothing happening. Um, so that's essentially the first four episodes. Once again, episode five, not much is happening. But it's episode five. I think the goblin dies, doesn't it? Yes, yes. This is where, because space rebellion against Dracula is is um, it's,
2: it's brewing.
0: Up here, it's brewing. Yeah. He after coming back from the village and getting his um, ice cup full of slaughter mm-hmm. and blood, that scene from the village is quite brutal you got limbs, heads yeah. flying mm-hmm. left and right. It is it shows the brutality of a vampire. Mm. Um, and then they come back, and then I think it was just a short go back. Hector, uh, Godbrand goes, talk, seeks out Isaac, starts chatting to him and reveals that um, if Isaac would be willing to join the plot against Dracula.
2: Yeah. Whereas like Hector appears to be quite weak and easily manipulated, um, Isaac is—he's like a, uh, a fan- well, not not a fanatic, but like he is utterly devoted to
1: to Dracula
2: and his cause. And whatever.
1: direction like, they take? Do you think that's based on his obsession with his background because he was. Uh, in love with the priest, and the priest was his, you know, his master. So he's taken on Dracula as his new master. Yeah, and I guess,
2: like, yeah, because yeah, like the the, the, mm. the priests that he loved before repaid his love with with cruelty, and Dracula has repaid it with kindness and trust.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, probably we we have we do see how Dracula gains the trust of Petru don't we? Mm. You know, once again, you, you see. You see looking for Hector, looking for Isaac, and he recognises their worth because they are both Forge Masters. Which are a group of people who are very rare. Never was quite surprised that these two were Forge Masters. Um one thing I did write now about episode five, it was quite interesting. Did you see the T Rex in the Belmont vault?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few little Easter eggs in there that are quite funny.
0: Yeah, it just reminded me of the T-Rex in the
3: Cave.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: So just little things like that. But overall, you know, Isaac um, is a bit annoyed and, will, and kills essentially Godbrand, isn't
3: he? Mm-hmm.
0: And Carmel is looking for him and you see this dust go off into the wind and that's the end of Godbrand. He is killed by Isaac. Episode <laughs> 6, 6, 7 and 8. And um, this is where it all Really, really starts kicking off, and if you are an action junkie, you will love six, 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 seven, eight.
2: Yeah, and it's it's yeah. I am mean, sure we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, but the, the the action is so well done, so well animated. Yeah. like it's it's like we talked about in the in the last episode. It is done in a very anime style. It's a Western um, yeah. show. Uh, But it's done in a very anime style, very flashy, very like over the top, like movement and uh, and action. And uh, I just yeah, it's really well done.
0: Mm. It is. And one thing about the action, um, I was listening to um, Batman and Batman, Kevin Smith, Mm. on his podcast, and he's just been announced um, that they're redoing He Man, but it's the same animation studio who did Castlevania. Are doing He Man.
2: Okay. All right. that's cool.
0: And one of the things the studio, when they've been writing the scripts for He Man, they don't write the studio, they said, don't bother scripting the action, just write fight or fight, fight. So I suspect because that's how the studio likes it done. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just postulating, just thinking that these fight scenes that you get, but throughout the series, they've all been designed by the studio themselves rather than the writer saying, right, Dracula does this and Hector does this with yeah. the whip and Belmont will do this. You know, like sometimes it's the, scripted.
2: Let the director and the animators do what they do best. Yeah, so you, yeah.
0: that's what it's just say fight, fight, and the directors of the animation just go off and visualise a fight and do it as they see mm-hmm. fit, which is an interesting way. You know, whereas Warren Ellis comes from a comp background, I suspect he would share with the artist some sort of, like, what would happen in the fight. It, this is what the animation studio says, just, write like fight, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's a lot of side tangent. I just thought, oh, that's interesting. I think it says a minute of um, footage. takes about three weeks or something. It's mean, something that like, takes absolutely ages to do. Yeah.
2: Animation, animation takes a long time, especially that sort of like I don't know if it's hand drawn completely, but it's uh, mm. yeah, animation takes a long time.
0: Yeah. So this is all it kicks out, kicks off. Um, Alucard uses magic, and it's like a magic mirror, essentially, um, to discover where Dracula's castle is, um, because Dracula's because one of the plots of Carmilla is to. Convince Dracula to send his castle to a port, and I can't remember what the port's called.
2: Um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she wants Dracula to send this um, castle to the port to stop humans essentially escaping from Wallachia because mm-hmm. escaping through this port. And Dracula at first was resistant to it, but is. Um, convinced by Hector and Isaac because Hector is convinced by Carmilla and Hector goes off to Isaac to ask for his help in performing and moving the castle to the port, mm-hmm. which they succeed in doing. So the port, Defer's castle moves to this port and that's quite an important part of Carmilla's plan.
1: Yeah. She wants them all there so she can get her troops are waiting for them, aren't
2: they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, that, now, earlier when I talked about how um, there was another plot point that I thought wasn't particularly well explained, mm. it was when this happens. They get yeah. to the they get to the The. the uh, uh, it may just simply that I would just missed a piece of dialogue um, but it's when they get to this port city and then there's another army there and then they're clearly vampires and I was like, "What? where did these guys come from?
1: Yeah. Is I this didn't a see city that, of yeah. vampires? That's the yeah. reason why she wanted him to go there. So. Yeah. But you don't know it up to then. Either. No. Well, I certainly didn't either, so...
0: No, you're right. I mean, because these vampires are in a human town. It's a human town. Yeah. And they all appear, you know, like, what the hell is this? And it's Dracula who says, oh, what are they wearing? They're wearing this armor. Oh, they're Carmilla's line. Mm. Yeah. And essentially what she does... Which he, <laughs> It's a really clever plan. Um, the plan is, so she gets Hector to reanimate um, a priest.
2: Well, it's to reanimate the bishop, the one who burned Lisa. The bishop, yes.
0: It. Yeah. Um, he is reanimated, and the reanimated bishop then blesses the water on the river mm. around the port. And what happens then... As Dracula forces go across the bridge um, to attack the city, the bridge collapses, essentially. Um, because, because the river is blessed, the vampires are de- basically killed.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, because it's something like vampires can't cross water, but they can... Oh,
2: yeah, they early... have that weird discussion in an early episode about not being able to cross running water... Yeah. how the Romans used to bury vampires on islands so that they couldn't escape and mm. then they have this little discussion about well what about if you get in the bath is that <laughs> not running water <laughs> and whatnot, yeah.
0: yeah but it's also quite central to Camilla's plan, essentially she wipes out Dracula's forces um, they're attacking the castle and Camilla's forces were for going in the backwash will eventually comes into Dracula's castle it kills loads of her troops as well
2: well it's it's at this point it's like the, the, the fight the, the fight goes moves to the castle I don't know mm. if there's many troops or anything left outside but it's at that point that Cypher manage, using the mirror manages to force the castle to relocate right on yeah. top of um, the Belmont house yes well,
1: like did right she on top mean? Of it. Did she mean to do that? But you see, you're giving that impression that she wasn't, you know, ho- you know, going to land mm. it directly on the house, but that she was. <laughs>
2: no, I think she did. And then, as soon as she does it, she realizes, <laughs> oh I, I I've I dropped could've... this giant <laughs> castle yeah.
1: on top of a
2: vault under the ground. It's probably not designed <laughs> to support that much weight." <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
0: And meanwhile, um, oh, what's going on? The ball itself's under attack from some forged um, demons. Yeah. Um, we get different ones. We? we get like a, a banshee-type demon. We've got this big, heavy demon. It's, you know, like, like the very video gamey. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you get the different.
2: I'm sure of they were probably like types of enemy in Castlevania games. Yeah,
0: sure it was. Yeah. Uh, if, look, if you're a Castlevania fan, you know the types of. Enemies They are Just send, send Hit us up on Twitter Let us know It's a nice little battle That's all that's going on It's almost like, um,
2: like those,
0: those levels What you get I mean You know there's the You have to protect you know, The person Who's doing something You're know, fighting off Hordes of
2: yeah.
0: uh, Enemies And it's like uh, Bollocks And They stop And do something To help you And you're like i oh, just go back To what you're doing You know Just focus on that So yeah It's, it's essentially Belmont's doing that Protecting yeah. Cipher as she does a spell, um, and that is essentially the end of that episode. Episode seven is the big fight between Dracula and a tree, and, and the f- three Musketeers really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cipher, Alucard, and Trevor Belmont.
2: Mm. And it's it's quite clear that even the three of them together are. Had- Like, just no match
1: for it. No match, yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, they dispatch the minions quite quickly, don't they? So the the main vampire generals are the main vampires, like I said, from India, Egypt, um, Japan and all that, are dispatched off quite quickly, quite effectively. Mm -hmm. You know, some interesting animations, you know, what they are dispatched off really quickly. Um, And then when they try to kill Dracula, this is when you get to see the full boss of Dracula because he, in, in an earlier episode you do see Dracula killing the whole village and how powerful he was Yeah. and how he, he lusted after that type of slaughter mm-hmm. when he was younger so you do see another um, historical scene whereas now all we've seen of Dracula in the present is that is he's, he's a tired old vampire who just basically that we've discussed Wants to die, essentially, and is happy to take almost take
2: everyone with him. him. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like um, like a cult, isn't it? It's like you know, like a cult leader. I'm going to die, and everyone's going to die around me, but I'll do it in in an orthodox method. So, but when he fight, when he fights a Belmont and Cypher the wizard, and his son Alucard. Um, at first, he doesn't reveal his full power. but Then he gets pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And you see how powerful Dracula really, really is. And even then, you do get a sense of that he's still holding back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's because he's. Well, he, I don't think he cares. He, he, yeah. He, he quite happily killed Trevor Belmont and cipher He's got no regard for them. Mm. But Alucard is still his son, and the mm. last living memory of of Lisa.
0: Yeah. But even then, he's still trying to, you know, kill him or at least incapacitate him enough that he will not
2: fight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because there's scenes where... Like he did he, in
2: season one, basically.
0: And still, he still doesn't kill Cypher or Belmont, and despite having the opportunity to, to do it, you know, like, he's hitting him and throwing them around, but... I suppose it's like a video game, you recover. But these that sense that he's still hold back within it. Um I mean was that powerful where he sends this fireball down this mm-hmm. large fireball and basic Cypher sends it back and um, think is that it? Is, is it dead? No, it continues this um battle through I like quite like of it. Um, Belmont side Cypress spent quite a bit of time chasing after Alucard and Dracula. Over mm. here, these sounds of battles going on on
1: a different floor. I just got the feeling, like as as Mark said, that he or you said uh, he was still holding back, and that he didn't really, you know, as much as he wanted him dead. I think he'd given up at that stage, and you know, he he didn't care if he was going to die or not. I still got even when they. You know that battle was taking place. I, you know, I didn't think he, he was given everything. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's still holding back, and he was just tired and fed up and didn't care anymore. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Me, mean, stick.
0: I'm gonna say, he missed a heart um, The Belmont Star doesn't really affect him as such. He's just shown that he's such a powerful vampire that these weapons don't really do anything against him. It's only when um, he throws basically Alucard into Alucard's bedroom, of a childhood bedroom, mm. that um, all of a sudden,
3: Dracula
0: really, breaks down. Yeah. In a, realizes what he's doing, that he's actually killing his own son, and the memories he has of bringing a card, and
2: he goes all uh, Daniel Plainview if yeah anyone gets (laughs) there, there will be blood reference.
1: (laughs) Say it louder! I've abandoned my child! I've abandoned my child! I've abandoned my boy!
0: Uh, He he just breaks down, you know, all of his memories, and soon realizes where he is, you know, but toys in the room and everything and realizes he brought his son up in that room and Lisa, fact if he kills Alucard, essentially, like I said, he's killing the last vestige of Lisa, the last link. So he breaks down and do you get the feeling that Alucard wanted to kill him? Or he had no choice?
2: The Alucard wanted to kill Dracula. I, I think it's. I think he realizes that that's probably what Dracula wanted.
0: makes that sense. What, so, essentially Dracula is killed, um, and I thought, what was one interesting thing about his death was um, he stabbed with his heart, and his skeleton, as as is the thing he's moving moves towards Olokar yeah now now it's two thoughts I came up with A he it's a last attempt by Dracula to kill Olokar mm. or it's an attempt by Dracula to hug his son
2: I think it's mm. probably the latter yeah
0: He stopped isn't it just before cause I think who stabs him or he he's, he's
2: he's stabbed in uh um he, he's he's staked by uh, Alucard, which is what Ooh. starts in like rapidly falling apart. Then it's uh, but then Trevor comes in and just cuts his head off.
0: Yeah, so. that's it. Before that takes place, isn't it? So before yeah. the hug, the attack, I agree with you too. The fact that I do think it was his last attempt to hug his son mm. it was that you know before Belmont presumes it's an attack. I don't know what our card for it's a bit difficult, you can't really say. It. But yeah.
1: The last thing. Um happens in that is a Dracula dead. Yeah, this was this was a shock moment for me, you now. Yeah. Yeah, I remember your text message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Considering that like
1: <laughs> um, considering it, it's it's basically centered around Dracula, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Trevor Balmont, Belmont, or whatever, you know. That's what Castlevania is about. Like so, mm. without Dracula, it's you know for me, it's not Castlevania. Obviously, you know, it was just that was the shock. Now,
3: mm.
1: but then well, he like goes, with... he goes away in a cloud, and a big cloud evaporates, doesn't he? When he dies, like there's isn't her, yeah, like it, a yeah,
2: does. like a he's just like a cl- like a, a cloud of shadows escapes yeah. the room. So maybe yeah. he's so, not. Yeah, I
1: dead. don't know. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah. yeah, maybe he has another body. Maybe he's a clone. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Shadow goes to another body. <laughs> or maybe can't he can't
2: be, be he can't like fully be destroyed. Hmm.
0: Maybe. Yeah. You'd be disappointed if he comes back and gets pissed off that he's killed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know you can't do that. We're going to bring him back. We're going to have to do something a bit novel with him, like Alice has done with him this time. It's a a tragic figure. You know, it's not like Bram Stoker's Dracula. He's done it really effectively as a Dracula who just wants to end it all.
2: Yeah, uh, but I guess like even like. Bram Stoker's Dracula, like the classical, the, the classic portrayal of of Dracula, he is still kind of a tragic character.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah but not, you
2: know not in this sense. This is the most empathy I've ever felt yeah. for a an <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> an adaptation of Dracula. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a human, t- a, a, a slightly. Human side to him, uh, yes. You know, yeah. a lonely, pathetic man, really,
3: because mm-hmm. his
1: mm-hmm. wife was killed. So he was, he was heartbroken, really. You could, you could see that he was heartbroken. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, like many scenes as far as James Bond now, prequel series, mm-hmm. you see the transformation of Dracula from what he was to what he is mm-hmm. in uh, at the start of um, the first season. That'd be quite interesting, It's a twenty-year period.
2: I would have liked to have seen. Um, is it a twenty-year period? I
0: think it's twenty years where
2: they are married, isn't it? I don't know if it's that long
0: because well, Alucard, Alucard,
2: Alucard, Alucard, like he ages rapidly. So for, for as far as we know, he, he could be like
1: five. Oh, does he? Yeah, because he he's just, not. Yeah, yeah, I know what you he
2: mean, not. It says that good. he ages very quickly, mm. Mm. Uh, and Cipher says something about how like uh, that explains. Like he's 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 still like an adolescent, uh, trapped <laughs> in a in a in a man's body. Yeah. But uh, I would absolutely watch um, an entire show that was uh, Dracula's travels around the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's twenty years. Dracula
2: going on holiday.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fourteen fifty five, Lisa first. meets Dracula, and it's fourteen seventy five when Lisa is burnt at a stake. Okay but
2: so rather meets you in love yeah
0: (laughs) the travels of Dracula
2: yeah yeah I'd watch that
0: yeah that'd be that'd be interesting even if it's done like a comic book or a novel or something something that'd be interesting just to get a bit more
1: it was was interesting that he died on episode 7 and not episode Mm. 8 because then you know, obviously if it ends well, on seven. Episode
2: seven of a show that is going to have another season as
1: well. Yeah. You see. At least one more season. Well then episode eight then introduces to the after the aftermath and basically continues the story for the other characters, so you're given an insight into, you know, what's next. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. You know. Yes.
0: It's it's both an epilogue and a
1: prologue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you're given that insight and there is plenty of characters and material to progress the season for season three then, you know. Yeah, I mean... But how did you feel about the, the, the fact that each episode was only about 25 minutes long? I felt they got everything into each episode very well and you know, crammed a, a good story into each 25-minute episode, I thought.
3: Yeah,
0: I quite like it, because it's like, it's really short, um, sharp. I know, but the plot points continue over the whole season. Yeah. But um, you can watch it small chunks, you know, 20 minutes yeah. in. but it's not going to kill your time. You know, if you're on the train, you can watch it on Netflix. You know, it's not an issue. You can watch it on a bus. You know these short journeys. I think we've got it exactly right. I think if it's a forty-five minute one, I think it'd be yeah. maybe it'd be the same story, but it would feel longer, maybe yeah. longer, dragged out. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: And even if it was a film, if it was a film like this initially planned, it would feel very. You wouldn't get as much depth. No. So the twenty-minute episode, short, sharp um, hits for it. Um, I think it's works effectively. Yeah. yeah yeah. that's no problem um, so as Mark as um, kind of pointed out that we've got episode 8 where all the characters are, certain things have been tied up and mm. certain plot points are continuing so focusing on the threesome so essentially Alucard is at a loss what he's going to do now in the castle uh, the castle has been well, essentially the movement device that powers all movement. The castle has been basically wrecked by the spell from the fight, so the castle really can't go anywhere. And what the we discusses is the fact that you've got this knowledge in the castle, you've got knowledge in the vault, and they decide, well, keep it all in one place. Alucard can be the
1: defender of all this knowledge. Yeah. I mean, if that was Alucard, I'd be a bit pissed off. Given all that responsibility. I'm staying here. You tossers go off now, and I'll stay here and watch the, <laughs> this whole lot of, you know, get big responsibility. fuck you as I'm out of here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you can see he's going to get bitter and twisted for season three now.
0: I know it's like I'm <laughs> in the middle of nowhere I stay looking after all these books. I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a love reading I stay here looking after all
3: these books yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: so he's the defender of the monster knowledge and the human, well basically of the knowledge of science um, Cypher asks Belmont um, to go and go further adventure Be be with her you know? And it's to reaction. He doesn't really get it at first, does he?
2: No. He's not the brightest. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> is he? No.
0: He, like I said, they'll a card and wander a piss off on the cat to whatever. Yeah, and everything's happy for them at the moment, which is quite nice because we're better than jokes. It's all going to hit the fan in season three. And Essentially, season the end of the season, we left with some plot points. So, uh, Miller and Hector, Hector realizes he's uh, made a serious error.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> he's um yeah. He's not the, the brightest horse. either. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. At, he's, he's not particularly bright. No, and um very easily manipulated.
1: Yeah. yeah, very easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: think he was um, looking, at, looking at her in a slightly different way than he should have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she's nasty.
0: She is. And he realises that he's betrayed Dracula, or um, well, he realises that in episode 6, that he can't go back. Um, and he discovers that she doesn't treat him as well as Dracula did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She beats the shit out of him. <laughs> she basically... I thought she was going to kill a man on one stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So,
1: and she's
2: forcing him as a, as, as a forge master to build yeah. her a new army of yeah. demon creatures.
0: Yeah. Mm. But uh, does he... I uh, hope gonna explain on that to do a bit of research. His creatures have been re- reanimated. so It's just being reanimated people, essentially. But it's gonna kind of Yeah, like a zombie
2: horde basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he reacts and his reactions going forward. And then we get Hector no sorry, Isaac, sorry, who gets transported to well, I think well, it, he was
1: transported when Dracula said, oh, you, you know, he said, mm. remember, he said to Dracula, I'll, I'll get him, you know, over my dead body to get to you. Mm. And then he transported him to this desert like region. Yeah. And so it, it comes back to him then uh, and the last episode. And yeah, interesting. Is that from a mirror? Was it the yeah, some mirror, some deportation yeah. yeah. device or something. Yeah.
2: yeah, he chucks him through the mirror to. to yeah, like uh, Isaac says that he would, he would, he's happy to choose his own death, Ooh. and he wants, he chooses to die defending Dracula. But Dracula's like, nah, not today, I've buddy. Done, uh, I've done enough crappy things. I don't want your death on my conscience. Well, <laughs> so you I'm see, gonna...
1: Anna, and that's it. even at that stage, you could see Dracula, you know, wanted to, to to die or didn't care anymore because he wasn't willing to let Isaac, t- you know. Take one for the team, like you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like this, this ship's sinking. I'm not going to let you go down yeah. with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The old Dracula might have let,
0: let him sink, but mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. Dracula, no. yeah, doesn't want to. So he, it's in the desert, isn't it? Yeah. We um, yeah, are presuming maybe in the Middle East somewhere. Or, yeah. You know, in the Sahara. So, anyways, in the desert, essentially, finds a watering hole. Uh, A group of men come up to him and basically have a go at him, attack him, um, and try to catch him so they can sell him to make money.
3: Bad move. (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: bad move. (laughs) Um, They're killed, and he reanimates them. Yeah. Uses the horses, and that's and already you can see the start of his forces his armour as such when he starts his
1: yeah. journey. Yeah. Doesn't he just doesn't he say something like let's go and find some more people? Yeah. Or yeah. something of that nature, go and find another village. So he's obviously gonna build up his forces and, you know, it's gonna be a bit like Game of Thrones, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> as Mark said earlier. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, well it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting because Isaac has no love for Carmella. Yeah. And he's going to be very upset when he finds out that why well, unless he already realizes that Carmella betrayed Dracula. Yeah. Um so there could be a big fight between those two. Um
1: Are the other three aware of Carmella? I I don't think they are. I don't know because are they?
2: No, because they never meet her and by yeah. the time... by the, When she gets left behind at that port yeah. city when the castle gets dragged to the Belmont house by Cypher. So they've yeah. never met her.
1: Yeah. So they're not aware of her existence.
2: And Alucard might be of mm-hmm. her existence at least. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think Trevor and Cypher are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean... So you got two, you've got Carmella and Hector, you got Isaac with his armies and you've got these two I'm mushroom to remember Isaac's in a different point he's not in Wallachia anymore mm. um, I suspect um, Carmella will go back to her country so we're going to see an expansion of the Castlevania universe, universe. Yes. Um, and we've got the heroes still in Wallachia chilling out
1: Hmm. Do we know when the next season is going to be out? Um, I, it no. takes a
2: while for them to make it. Like it got yeah. confirmed in like August of last year or something like that. All right, okay.
0: So hopefully I next me, year for me, I can't recommend this highly enough. I think it's a lot better than season one in terms. Of, it just continues the story, but in terms yeah. of the depth and everything about it, I, I think as a um, personally, those video games and those films and TV shows. I think this is brilliant. I
2: think it's, um, it's one of the best of I'd, I'd say it's the best uh, yeah. that I've seen. Like yeah. We've talked about on this podcast on many occasions the long and terrible history of uh, adaptations of video games to the small and the big screen. Yeah. Uh, and they have all almost universally been terrible uh, to a lesser or greater degree some are kind of watchable um doom doom's great um but yes, too, too. <laughs> but um th- this is just straight up good like we're not even doing, like good it, this is this, this is genuinely great like the first season was you know short sweet introduction to the castle this this version of the castlevania universe like the um, creator explained once uh, in an interview about how um how you've got like the marvel cinematic universe the marvel comic book universe and other versions of the marvel universe that, that exist this is like like that it's basically just their version of the castlevania universe so they can do with it kind of whatever they want hmm. within within reason um and they've shown in this the, the, the second season that they can tell a genuinely good story um and take their time with it actually build characters uh and wrap it up in some of some absolutely incredible animation yeah and the voice the voice acting cast has been fantastic oh, like I, I love uh, Richard Armitage as um yeah. as uh, Trevor and um uh, I can't remember the guy's name who plays, who does the voice of, um, of Dracula. Graham McTavish. That's yeah. It. Uh, and the, the, all the other, uh, the rest of the voice cast have been great. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Peter Stormare as um, uh, God. oh God, I've forgotten his name again already. The Viking vampire. Godbrand. Godbrand, yeah. Peter Stormare as Godbrand was, was a stroke of genius, but yeah. Everything about it just oozes quality. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy that Netflix have put in what appears to be quite a lot of money into making this happen. And uh, I've happily renewed it for a third season that we'll probably get in 2020.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, maybe this is a
0: format like, you know, like video games where we need to look at a bit more. you are going to adapt it for um, the, the screen. It has to be maybe more of the... TV. I think um, it
2: probably works best with something like this that has lots of established lore but isn't mm-hmm. a, isn't the type of game that is built around storytelling. Mm. If you know what I mean.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean something like the, talk about the Last of Us you know,
2: The that. Last of Us already is a film.
0: It is, but would it be more effective as a TV series than a film? Because so you'd have to cram back into a film... Well, no, that's True. what I mean. It's
2: like mm. that's that's stuff like this. So like, that's the other thing that I don't. I'm um, I'm one of these people that's not that excited about this um, Uncharted film that's in production hell. It's like you play through an Uncharted game; it already is a film. Mm. Um, and the same with the Last of Us. There, those sort of games are already very cinematic, and so I wouldn't be that excited about a film or a high-budget TV adaptation of it unless they were telling like a completely different story in that universe but something like Castlevania like it's you know it's it's a, an action platformer game it's not a, it's not a game that like with lengthy cutscenes it's telling you an intricate storyline uh, it's just a a action platformer that happens to have a lot of lore and someone has taken that and spun it into a story and like yeah. s- doing that with another game that has like lots of lore but isn't a cinematic video game and then making something cinematic out of it could Absolutely, work. Mario, something. Ah, uh, yeah, or something <laughs> like uh, like a like a Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that like there there is a there is a ton of um, environmental storytelling and lore and stuff like that in Bloodborne, but it's not like wealth of cutscenes or dialogue or anything like that. It's not a cinematic game, but uh, you could totally do something with that. And that, that I mean, I'm I just like pointing towards that because that's another. Like, well, that that one's less of a gothic horror. That's more of a a cosmic horror, like H.P. Lovecraft sort of thing. But yeah, something, you know, uh, I'm I'm struggling to think of another good example. Um, But you know what I mean? Like doing something with a game that's not already cinematic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Any further thoughts, Cole?
1: No, I enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised. Season two, obviously, is better than season one. Um, season one was just an introduction to the characters and backstory. So, season two really kicked off with the story. And, um, looking forward to season three. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will be back for that when, when it's released. Yeah. Um, if
3: we're still so, here. If we're still here. <laughs>
0: <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Why are well, you going to be sitting on your farm? thinking about how you can kill the world and take us all down with it
1: no comment that's business (laughs) as usual for you though isn't it (laughs) it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) excellent (laughs) alright should we wrap this up lads yeah
0: Yeah. it's time for my bed
1: (laughs) so where
0: can we find you
1: you can find me at Psalm 67 or at the last save loaded twitter account you see talking crap Mark
2: yes uh, you can find me at basement shacks um, like basement jacks but shacks shack, uh, shack. <laughs> um, yeah that's where you can find me
0: you can find me at Pity um, on twitter and other Laps Gamer uh, twitter account um, you can find us at lapsgamer.com where there's um, Sometimes some sort of blog going on.
2: Yeah, we haven't done anything uh, in a while. We should probably start writing again.
0: Yeah, I know. i ain't done the previous September. <laughs> I've been too busy with
2: young child. And then yeah.
0: um, also you can find us on YouTube. Lots Gamer on the radio. And mm-hmm. um, there's been a number of videos being put up there. It's brilliant. Latest People. one is
2: uh, me and Connor playing through some Street Fighter Five. It was really fun.
0: Awesome. Excellent. I had a chance, I had a chance to watch it,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you can also find us, well, if you listen to this, you've found us somewhere, over like at Podbean. Oh, I can't believe we're on Spotify as well. Do you realise that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been on Spotify for a while.
0: Oh, no, I know, I didn't that. Oh, okay. We're <laughs> um, on Spotify. But I'd like to say thank you to Carl and Mark. If you've got any feedback to us, just more than welcome, just let us know. Any feedback about Castlevania. And I have got... a. Uh, but we'll take the child, and I'm going to have to rush off.
3: All right. <laughs> take so care, well. man.
0: All right. well. Ta ra. Ta